Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Crime Curious. I'm Charnel. And I'm Amber. And we're bringing you another case of what really happened here. And my case today was actually a listener pick. I don't have permission to use her name, but she will know who she is when she hears that we are covering the case of Tanner Ward today. So thank you for sending this to us. She sent us a few others that are going on our list as well. So we appreciate that. This is not one that was heavily covered at all. So it wasn't either. Yeah. I, I like that. Just I like to be different and not cover... A lot of our listeners listen to many different true crime things, podcasts, excuse me. So, gosh, this one just pulled me in right away because it is one of those, you guys, where we're going to have to, I'm going to give you the information and you just decide what you believe. That's the long and the short of it, okay? I'm going to start by telling you a little bit about Tanner. He was born on September 7th, 1997 in the very small town of Trenton, Missouri, It is important that you remember that this was a very small town. The population that I looked up as of the 2020 census was that they have just over 5,000 people in their town. Oh, okay. So really small. Yeah, not a big town at all. I actually wrote in my notes, homies, that is so small. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're right. From all accounts, he had a normal, happy early childhood. There is nothing in any of the information that I could find to suggest that he did not have just a loving childhood, all right? His teenage years were a bit troubled for him. He struggled with being involved with drugs, both dealing and and using. There's not a lot of information saying that he was addicted, just abused. If you know anything about it, there's a difference between addiction and just abusing a substance. And so there's not information out there that he was addicted to anything, it sounds like he just dabbled, dabbled and abused it. Yep, abused it, did some dealings with it, struggled to make some positive choices of who he hung out with. And during his formidable, you know, formidable teenage years of finding himself, it was a little bit rough. But he had strong family support through all of this. He ends up becoming a father to his daughter, Sophia. So he's a little bit of a young father in today's terms, okay? But that actually really helps him grow up and pull himself together. His mom on a documentary actually had said there was a true crime daily that I watched for this. They did a four-part little series on it. And she said, there are very few photos out there of Tanner without Sophia also in them. Oh, He was a really, really involved, loving, happy dad. And actually, he was engaged to Sophia's mother, Megan. So they were planning to be married. This all takes place no, was, in... Sorry to cut you off. Yep, you're fine. Was Tanner still in school also? He gra- no, he graduated He graduated, school. okay. Yep, yep, yep. He had graduated school. The events that take place happen in 2017 when he is 19 years old. Okay. But he did have... Sophia was like a year old. So, you know, he. I think he had her when he was 18. Gotcha. Or so, if, if my math is, is correct on what I remember hearing. 
And by nine, by the age of 19, he was in a much better place in life. He was working on settling down. Like I said, he and Megan were engaged. They're raising Sophia together. And things are looking up for him. Tanner was incredibly close with his sister, Kelsey Ward. And since his death, she has been a very strong advocate for his case. And I read um, a Fox 4 article where she was quoted saying, my brother was a happy person. He loved his baby girl, his girlfriend, and all of us. He was making plans for his future. That is an important quote, I feel like. So I'm going to take you to June 7th, 2017. Tanner is about to have dinner at, with his mom in the 1200th block of East 12th Street in Trenton, Missouri. His mom said that she was making some chicken and salad for dinner, wanted to know if he would like to eat with them and have a plate. He's like, yep, I need to run out real quick and meet my friend Jeremiah. But I'm going to be back within 30 minutes, so go ahead and, you know, throw Make a, me a plate. Throw a shrimp on the barbie for me, mama. <laughs> Save me a thigh. I'm coming That's back. That's right. I'll, okay, I will so be back. Like a normal just evening. Yep. Starting yep, out. Yep. And his daughter Sophia was there. He gives her a kiss, walks out the door. He leaves on foot. He's not even driving anywhere. He's literally just like, oh, it's like I'm, a quick trip yep, around the block. Walking to meet Jeremiah real quick, and then I'm coming home. Now, a few hours later that evening, evening Tanner still hasn't returned home. Of course, his dinner is sitting it's cold, cold on the it table. It is cold, yes. And his family is most certainly getting worried because even when Tanner was going through his rough teenage years, he wasn't one to just leave and then not show up and not be where he said he okay. was going to be or go MIA. Something. Yeah, like, yep. In one way, in somehow he would have reached out to say that he wasn't coming home for dinner or wasn't coming you know, back for some reason or that something came up. He didn't just leave his family hanging like they don't care. So they're obviously starting to become yes. worried because he hasn't reached out. Right. And when he didn't return back to the house at all that night, Oh, gosh, I bet at that point they're like, something They know is wrong. something is really wrong. Yep. His sister, Kelsey, he, she and Tanner were really close. So she knew immediately, like, this isn't like Tanner. This isn't right. He's not just going to leave his baby girl like this. You know, not let Megan know his fiance where he's at. No, this isn't right. So she's thinking, Jeremiah, this is a small town. He said he was going to meet Jeremiah. How do I not know who Jeremiah is? His mom doesn't know who Jeremiah is. No one, Megan didn't know. No one seemed to know this Jeremiah bloke. Okay, so, so they're starting to question. Yeah, so Kelsey's like, you know what? I need to find this guy. I want to yeah. know who he was going to, to meet. So she starts asking around. And it's a small town. Very small. Doesn't take a whole lot of investigating. Before long, she finally gets an address. That is the beauty of a small town. You know I that agree. like five people to Kevin Bacon, like you're linked. You're linked. Yeah, the five degrees of bacon. Yes. Like For you're sure. linked to everybody by like one degree in a I small town. I will fully admit to you that one of the nice things about doing CPS in a small town was that if a, if information came in and it was real spotty and we didn't have a lot, there was always someone that I could go to and ask, oh, yeah. and they were easily eager, 
eager to your, tell me. Your friend's sister's mama's cousin's That's auntie right. knows. Mm-hmm. Yep. Knows what everyone happened. Everyone has slept with everyone else <laughs> one way, shape, or form, and we will drag yep. you down. Someone's always watching out the window. That's right. That's me. Yep. That's that me. That is you. So I get those updates on <laughs> text messages. Yes. But no, you're right. It's very easy to... to to find things out yeah. in a small town because everybody knows everyone's business. And so that's what Kelsey does. She's She gets the address and she goes to this apartment. Now she knocks on the door. No one's answering. She's calling out. No one's answering. So this brave woman, I just love, I, I love her. She freaking turns the doorknob and it's unlocked. Oh. So she's like, I'm going to help going, myself. Going in. Yep. She assumed people were probably just sleeping. So she opens the apartment door. At this point in time, it's almost a full 24 hours since anyone has seen Tanner. Oh, all right. Gotcha. All right. She's on a mission. Nothing's stopping her. When she walks inside, she's quite taken aback by the shit show that she comes in on. Oh, gosh. The place is in complete disarray. It is gross. It's There's overturned furniture. There's garbage strewn about everywhere. There's a big hole in the wall. Wow. This place is a... It's trash. Yes. So it's it sounds like it's trashed and possibly a scuffle? Well, that's exactly. It does look as though some sort of kerfuffle could have taken place. Yeah. And that's what she's thinking. But also, more mysteriously, the back door. There's, there is a back door at this apartment. It's wide open. Interesting. Right? And there's nobody there. No one's there. However, she starts walking through and she spots Tanner's baseball cap. Oh, no. Strewn about the paraphernalia. Oh, no. And she recognizes it right away. Not only that, but Tanner is the type of guy that doesn't go anywhere without his baseball cap. Oh, okay. We know. We do know. Yes, we do. Charnel's husband goes nowhere not even to the mailbox without, without his, his cap. cap so she was like this is suspicious right away because yes. his cap is sitting yes. here you and I both know that would be number one we we come home and Matt's hat's on the floor and there's no we Matt. know something happened yep for sure there's there's no possibility that he's ever leaving the house without it so to her so I get this this might have seen I actually saw in some of the articles where they were like Kind of, this could be seen as an insignificant detail. Oh, Nuh-uh. no, no. Not when you legitimately know someone who doesn't go anywhere without their hat. Yeah, if you know your partner and you know that they always have their cap on, and a lot of guys with, like, hair insecurities yeah, will yeah. wear a cap. And right. so that's a big deal to them. Yes. So Kelsey does the exact same thing that I would have done in this situation, and she takes that hat to the police department and officially is filing a missing persons report. Like, he Good is her. missing. This Look at this cap. I know that he's missing. Yep, she knew. But of course. Uh-oh. Think about it. For the police officers. Like, he's out with friends, right? He's 19. He's n- not underage. He can go missing anytime he wants. It's a small town. He has a history. Oh, no. So. I, so they're like. It's fine. He's probably just out doing some of his shady things because he has a shady past. And he's not missing. He's going to turn up. Kelsey's like, no. Maybe he wants to be missing. Yes. Like that kind of thing. I have his hat. His fiance 
and he who is caring for his daughter that he's deeply in love with as well have no idea where he is that is not like him like all of these things are adding up he said he was going to be home in 30 minutes and he's gone and left on foot right like he's not even in a car where where is he getting on his two feet Exactly. That, so he just, he wanted chicken. Chicken and salad sounds delicious. It like does. He was coming he back was coming from dinner. He was coming home. And yep. all of a sudden he's like, eh, I'm just not going to go back. Right. And, and again, I'm going to take my cap again, off. he left on foot. And so he's been missing this whole time. He's not around town. She's been around the town all day. He's Come not on, to be officers. found. Yep. Nope. They're just like, meh. As time carries on. It is clear he's still not back, and the police just keep telling the family they're looking into it. And that crucial 48 hours creeps by, right? Sure did. Of course it did. And they're looking into it. The family, as so often in these cases happens, the family had to take the search into their own hands. They put up flyers. They're contacting news stations. They are trying to get all over Trenton and neighboring towns the information about, about Tanner missing. As quickly as possible. My heart goes out to all these families that had to take that on themselves. I know. Mine too. Mine too. It is unthinkable. So two weeks into Tanner's disappearance, Kelsey happens to run into the Jeremiah dude in town. Oh, all right. She spots him getting out of his truck in Tanner's shirt. (gasps) No. Yep. And this is a quote from truecrimedaily.com. She says, what the hell is on your shirt? because it looked like four little cigarette, like, burn holes. And he replies, nothing. Those are stains. She's like, I am calling the police. I know that's my brother's shirt. I'll play devil's advocate here. The shirt was like a plain gray-ish type T-shirt. There's more than one. I will throw that out there. There's more than one shirt. So it was like a basic T that... Yes. Yep. I don't know if it had a print on it or not. I just know that it was it was a plain gray T-shirt. Doesn't sound by the word plain that it had any sort of print. So and uh, multiple people can own a gray All right, a gray fair shirt. Enough. Okay, fair enough. But something in Kelsey on this Jeremiah guy made her feel immediately. I was gonna say it sounds like that gut instinct was yes, kicking in. I've seen that shirt before. That is Tanner's shirt. That that coupled with the fact that his hat was in this dude's apartment. Okay. That I just I have a hard time with coincidences in situations like right? this. And your your radar's going off. You yep. come into this apartment that's super super suspicious. Yep, yep. She's like she lets the cat out of the bag and is like, "Am ever I'm going to the police station." Well, then Jeremiah also goes to the police station, probably because he's like, "I better go." Before myself. Yeah, (laughs) before they come find me, right? And I don't know that Jeremiah has anything to do with this. this. Nope, I can't. I'm not going to say that. No one's been charged, anything like that. But he did go to the police station after Kelsey said, I'm going to the police because you're wearing my brother's shirt. They go independently. And she tells the police that she believes the shirt that Jeremiah is wearing is Tanner's. So the police ask if they can take the shirt. Initially, Jeremiah is reluctant to hand it over, but eventually he does. Now, the shirt was tested, and what what I could find, and this is again from True Crime Daily, is that the police department told the family, quote, there was a couple of anomalies in the shirt. I can't say that they're blood, but we're certainly, but we've certainly asked for them to be tested. End quote. There's no information anywhere of a follow-up on that test or if they're still waiting for it. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. No, and remember, That's, wow. this stuff happened in 2017, but you know how long things like this They can take, take a while. Okay. If you guys have the resources, I tried and tried to try and tried to find some sort of resolution here of what the family has been told beyond that of whether or not those anomalies came back positive for his blood. Couldn't find anything. No. Five weeks into the disappearance of Tanner Ward, unfortunately, a warrant is issued for his arrest for parole violation. Oh, wow. Because he hadn't been He hadn't reported. Up. Right. His past was kind of catching up to him. He was on parole. He had actually pleaded guilty over a year prior to this to unlawful use of a weapon stemming from an incident at an apartment building, and he was placed on five years of probation. So, obviously, he's he was serving, doing fine with that probation time till he went missing and then, and then report. wasn't reporting. So, okay. The reason that, I, that this was put in here by many of the sources, and I think that it's really good information to include, is because that incident at the apartment with a weapon that got him put onto five years of probation is really what the family thinks started all of this. And what the family thinks is a huge part of what happened to Tanner. Okay. So that's why I wanted to uh, throw that in. Include it as well. Yep, as many other sources did as well. Now, police continued to do their search. Um, They did do a search of Jeremiah's property. They did bring in cadaver dogs. The dogs did have a hit on a burn pit in the backyard of Jeremiah's property. So they dug it up. And it was about six feet wide by 10 feet long. That's a pretty big burn pit. It is. Think about it. Kind of the size of a human. Just going to throw that out there in my personal opinion. So that's where the dogs hit. They dig it up, find this burn pit. They're like, and he's, Jeremiah's like, yeah, it's my burn pit. I grew up on a farm. We had a burn pit. It did grow, mm-hmm. it, you know, as you add things to it. So it was buried, um, though? It was, which is not uncommon. Okay. Like, you bury your your burn pile. That okay. That's not uncommon. I I will say living out. This is Missouri. This, you know, grew so up you, like, the, burn stuff and then? Then bury the ashes. Then bury the and ashes. The, yeah, okay. Like, or you can literally dig yourself a pit, throw stuff in it, burn it, and then okay. bury it. My, my grandma has one, but it's more of, like, a... Like, just where she goes to burn paper, so she's never right. buried it's anything. Yeah. So, I was, so that, to me, was new. I'm like, never really heard of that. Now, but. I don't know how why you need, if you live in, a par- in an apartment, why you need one this big, that is suspicious to me. Yeah, that's um, a big, I mean, my grandma burns everything. She's like, right. recycle queen, and so hers isn't even that big, and she's always out there. Yeah, yeah. All right, what you doing, grandma? Right. Now, Harriet, okay. come forward. No, <laughs> no, but you're right. I mean, he's in an apartment. He's what yeah. does he need this big thing for? But pa- whatever, right? Paper plates and and stuff like that. No, I don't think it needs to necessarily. The reason ours was so big is because, I mean, we had a big family and we're on a farm, so it's more. It wasn't like stuff you're not supposed to burn. It's just we had a lot of things that you could even old wood. And okay. stuff like that, you know, like home renovation, like things that weren't. So it is like a thing to it, bury. It is. It. it okay. Yes. Yes, it is. But this is 
for this situation, this is pretty big burn pile, I will say. Right. When they did the digging, they found a lot of little bones. When they were tested, the bones were, were determined to be chicken bones. So really, they came up with a dead end here with sure. the burn pit. Okay. Now, cadaver dogs are trained to be able to differentiate between human and animal remains. So the fact that they got a hit there, uh-huh. you know, they're supposed to be able to ignore like decomposition of like animals, animals compared okay. to humans and whatnot. So it is still telling, and we know there are issues with cadaver dogs. Like that they're is not true. It's not a hundred percent. Yep. If you are a Patreon, you heard our very very deep dive on the Lacey and Scott Peterson case. And I went over some of the issues with cadaver dogs on that. If you're not a Patreon, hey, join us. We have all kinds of fun. Mm-hmm. We do. And so, you know, there there is a possibility that this was a, fa- a false hit as well. But I don't know. But it's there. That information is there, guys. Yeah. The dogs hit on that. That and, burn pile. And once I tell you the rest of the story, we're going to come back to that in that it connects with a theory that the family has and I don't think they're wrong. Now it's a small town. Lots of rumors are flying oh, as I, he continues to be missing. Yeah. There were some tips that came in, one tip and it just breaks my heart because I'm sure that the families had to go over all these two and it's terrifying and it got wrenching for them. But one tip said that he was tortured for about four months and then he was killed and kept in a freezer. Oh, my gosh. Another rumor around town said that had someone had beat Tanner with a baseball bat, that they had tortured him, and then they either hung him in either a well or a fruit cellar and that he was kept alive for a while. But unfortunately, in the end, he had died. There was no solid evidence to back this stuff up, but these are tips that were coming in that Poor family. That he was tortured, that he was kept alive, and that there was something nefarious going on here. Now I'm going to take you to six months after Tanner disappeared. It's a cold December morning. Two kids are on their way to school, and they make a gruesome discovery. They report that they found a body hanging in a tree. Oh, my gosh. Now the body is spotted hanging from the neck up in the tree above a triangle of branches. So if you can picture branches like splitting, you know, splitting off into threes or whatnot, like they okay. was quite far up like there. Super high up mm-hmm. there. Oh my gosh. The body is so badly de- decomposed that it really made identification difficult. Um, the fingers were mummified and the feet were missing entirely. Oh. And he's in a tree. These poor kids, though, that discovered this. Oh my gosh. That's what I thought. These kids that walk the same way to school every day. And never saw it before. And never saw it before now. Six months. There were several articles of clothing found with him shoes, pants, and a sock, even though he was missing his feet. Wow. So authorities conducted an autopsy. And it took dental records to identify to confirm that the identity of this body was that of Tanner Ward. And the autopsy also made a preliminary finding of the cause of death to be suicide. Really? Yeah. The forensic pathologist report said that there were no injuries to the body other than what was sustained during the fall from the tree 
around the neck, like during, you know, other than being hung, uh-huh. essentially. What about his feet? We'll get to it. They are, what, what is being said is that Tanner hung himself in the tree and that his body fell onto a branch where it lay for six months before being spotted by the two teens. So they're also saying that there are there was some injury to his body from when he fell on the branch. Okay. Could have so also maybe been a baseball bat. All of the saying. searching that had been done previously. Yes. Obviously, if, if kids are walking to school, this is, I'm assuming, an area that's like walkable, like people walk through it. Yeah, this is his hometown. This is still in Trenton. Uh-huh. I'm baffled. So that is the main, that's the question here. Don't you think that someone would have seen that body in a tree? And I'll I'll admit it, a lot of times we don't look up, right? That's true. Okay. This was from June until December before he was found. June, there's a lot of leaves. But when, yes. when we hit autumn, we hit the fall here. In our, in our great state of the United States, great state of the United States, I mean the great place of the United States. <laughs> it is a great state of, of the U.S. But in, yeah, leaves Missouri, fall. especially, just like Michigan, leaves fall, and it reveals things. And it's not discovered yeah. until December. That's, that's a lot for me. Me too. Me too. The other thing is, is that his body was found... On the main strip of town, next to businesses that are open Monday through Saturday, th- that's the other piece. The other piece to me, wouldn't anybody have not only seen it but smelled the de? You raise a good point. Body. There are people. This is in town, people. Right. Okay. An eyewitness who worked at a construction construction site that was just yards from where Tanner was found hanging told Tanner's mom, and this is from True Crime Daily. "Quote, ma'am." I've been 10 feet of that tree multiple times throughout my enti- this entire year. I can assure you he was not in that tree at that time. That is so eerie. The, as a matter of fact, this con- in this construction site, their work storage building was 25 feet from that tree. They would have smelled him. I am confident that they would have smelled him. Now, there's something else unusual. So Tanner's feet along with his shoes, were missing, and they were never recovered. They did recover one shoe, but not both shoes. This is where the country girl in me is like, what the actual F is happening here? The family was being told by the police that they believe his feet missing was because it was eaten by coyotes. From the tree? Thank you. Anyone, anyone who knows anything, if you live in the country... Coyotes do not climb big trees. Raccoons, absolutely. Coyotes don't climb trees. They'll hide in logs. I'm not so sure that raccoons eat feet either. Ra- uh, ra- I'm just they like... They only eat garbage. And, <laughs> no, they don't eat meat. That's why they're called trash pandas. Yes! But no, that's this makes no sense to me. Not one bit at all. all also, You're right. Somebody would have smelled him through... Out those months. If you're going to say the coyote climbed the tree, which is funny to me. The other thing is, why wouldn't they have ate the rest of the... They're just just nibbling on the feet and then they're done? Yeah. And this is like, I mean, is this a small country town? I would think they would know better. That's what I thought. I'm like, what police... What? Who's making this statement? 
Oh, this doesn't add up to me. And I do love so many articles that I wrote were like, this doesn't sound right, but we don't know a lot about coyotes. We're not experts. So maybe. Do you see dogs in trees? No. Do you see dogs climbing trees? I do not. Thank you. You know, coyotes are a derivative of the canine species. They do not climb trees. This is just... My son was just coyote hunting last night. He wasn't in a tree. No. I'll tell you that. You don't say. No. Nope. All right. Tell me more. I'm, I'm, okay. This is so, just, this is crazy. Of the two kids, I want to speak about one of the two kids who found Tanner's body. They, he was actually one of Tanner's childhood friends. He was just still enrolled in school. Uh-huh. Okay. Because these were teenagers. He told True Crime Daily, it was windy that day. So we heard the wind push it and the tree creak. So we looked up. It was like right above that stack of wood, and that's when I realized it was real. He went on to say that there's no possible way that he could have missed seeing it before. He's like, it was right in the line of vision. I would have seen it long before today. Police claim that evidence shows Tanner has been hanging there for a while. The decomposition, the way it was hanging on the branch, and all of the brush that had grown around it. They didn't appear to be, there didn't appear to be any defensive wounds, although... The body was so decomposed at the time that it could have been missed. Also, it's not that difficult to just take a bunch of moss and make it appear, you know, to take the shrubbery, like things from a tree and place it on a body. All right. I'm just going to say this too, just thinking of other cases. Don't we think that there would have been some things like falling from the decomposition? Absolutely. And if you know know anything about a a decomposing body and gravity... Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, and with the, I don't the mean feet to... being gone, like, we would have seen something mm-hmm. and and smelled. Well, um, in, in, I'll throw this. Maybe when the police said they thought the feet could have been ate by coyotes, maybe they meant it had fallen off and was on the ground. Dear God, I hope that's what they meant. Okay. It was not implied. It was not stated anywhere that I could see that. I'm going to throw them that we'll bone. We'll give them that. I'll throw them that bone. Maybe. That's what they meant. But still, though, I think some like something would have been like yes. falling as it's yes. decomposing. If you know anything about gravity. If it's that and bad. It rots. Like we're talking, we're un- talking six months, Amber. Unrecognizable. Yes. They had to use dental records to identify him. Yes. I don't know. Okay. The police are agreeing with the forensic pathologist at this point, and they ruled the death as a suicide. Let's go back to the incident that I told you about previously, where he got himself into a little bit of legal trouble with the gun and whatnot. They believe, the family believes that that was serious enough that that could have been why someone would want to have kidnapped him. Is it still kidnapped when you're 19? Napped him and tortured and and murdered him. Oh, He was on felony probation, like I said, for that home invasion in 2016. Now, he and his brother had went into a house with weapons. It had all started with an angry teenage dispute over a drug deal, leading to Tanner and his older brother Tyler showing up with a gun and and not allowing people to leave. Oh, okay. So it was pretty serious. Yep. Now, Tanner's mother did receive a lot of messages saying that it was this incident that set off a violent war of retribution involving Tanner's friend Jeremiah and his upstairs neighbor, Stephanie Miller, one of the people who were who, who were allegedly held hostage in the incident. Okay, so Tanner's family believed that this whole thing was retaliation for that home invasion and that they didn't intentionally kill him. They were just supposed to beat him up and let him go, but when Tanner fought back, they had to kill him. Now, 
It's this is just speculation, and you know how rumors can spread like wildfire in a small town. His family, Tanner's family, did pay to have their own autopsy done, and even with the second autopsy, that the answer came back that the injuries sustained to the body appeared to be that of suicide. So, in other words, there there was the neck, the injuries to the neck, like he hung himself. Okay, I will throw this out there for Tanner's mom. There are definitely ways to make something look like a suicide. You can hang someone against their will uh-huh. and kill them, and it still can look like suicide. Right. Tanner's mother, her name is Lisa, remains firm in her beliefs that this was murder, that someone placed her son in that tree. She is firm that there was absolutely no sign that Tanner would have taken his own life. Now, I know we, we've went down this track several times in our podcast before you don't ever know when someone is suicide there aren't that's true there aren't always signs so i'm gonna uh, i will throw Sometimes that out there we know that struggle silently and mm-hmm. you don't know yep so what they believe is possible is that tanner's body was buried that whole time possibly in a fire pit we don't know you know the cadaver dogs did hit there in what was kind of mysteriously the size of a human Pit, yeah, right? yeah. They believe that he was buried for those six months, and as the investigation continued, I mean, now they've got they've got cadaver dogs. Like as things are coming down further in the investigation, his he, body was he moved. was moved. Mm-hmm. So that is that is all we know, my friends. Wow, that's all that is out there. His family remains firm that he. They would truly not believe have, it was not a suicide. Yes, and there are. Uh, there are a lot of red flags that show that it wasn't. I the whole right? apartment thing to me. I mean, why are we disregarding his hat? And the corpse did not have a hat with it. So why are we dis- discounting that in the state that the apartment was in? You know, it really looked like there was a struggle. Yeah, and yes, there's injuries on the body that you know, like on the one side, whatever, where he was laying on that branch. They were just saying injuries consistent with the fall that had would have happened from the suicide. But they also just knew how his body was. Like, who's to say that he was not beat up before? Also, he's so badly decomposed. That's the other problem. This is a huge problem. We don't, the body really isn't able to tell us anything. Yeah. Why are his feet missing? That is the part for me. That I have so many questions about what happened to them. Yes. Where are his shoe? Where's his other shoe? There was like a shoe and a pair of pants. His shirt wasn't there. His hat isn't there. His other shoe isn't there. And so, I mean, they were able to tell that the feet looked chewed off or was it? Didn't say that. I Those just, were, that was just speculation that no the sense. family was told. Coyotes are not climbing trees oh. for... So this case is essentially closed because they ruled it's a, it a suicide. suicide. It's wow. a suicide. And the family is like, no, keep this conversation going. My son did not keep, did not commit suicide. It needs to be re-looked at. And if there's evidence come for, you know, enough evidence that comes forward, they can reopen a case, of course, you know, yeah. at any time. And so. Did they ever um, look at the apartment? Like. Yeah, they did do, they did search Jeremiah's entire property. That's how they found the pit. And whatnot. Oh, oh, duh. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, I don't know what the state was by the time they got Oh, that's exactly what I was there. thinking. I'm sure he had cleaned it up, and now it's just Kelsey's word against his. 
I think, wish she would have been able to take it. pictures. Right. But like if somehow, you know, I know she kind of helped herself, but she true. saw what she saw. Right. Right. Uh, the door was unlocked. I mean, uh, that's not an invitation to come in. That's true. But it's not. But it's at the same time you're you're in crisis trying to find right. your loved your one. Your loved one is missing. We would have done the same thing. Right. So. Right. Uh. It'd be hard not to. I can tell you if one of my kids, if I thought one of my kids was in there. Oh, that door is getting kicked me. down. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, wow. That's yeah. just, I what just. What do you guys uh, think? Let me know. I don't believe it's suicide. I can tell you that. No, um, just, there's definitely more to it. There's too, way, way, way too much more I going think, on here. The timing. You know, that home invasion was in 2016. Things weren't going good in terms of that, even though he had been reprimanded by the law. Now, when you tell me about that, you know. The, the home invasion, and that sounds like it was a pretty big deal. Yeah, they wouldn't let people leave. That was considered holding hostages. Right, so it probably did spark. I mean, if we have drugs involved, too, yep. and there's, like, this battle or war or something, like, yep. I mean, that, that adds to the possibility that he was picked up. Yep, because he's just walking, like, he's going on foot, and then he's climbing up in the tree, and I don't know. He And he left, he didn't leave with rope. He didn't leave... Right. With any of those, you know, he literally just left with his person. Not to say that someone who is planning to... Had stuff available. Right. Or like ready. complete suicide that they didn't, you know, he didn't stash the... I mean, I'll throw that devil's advocate out there too, but it's just the timing of it all is too coincidental for me. And he was, he was serving his probation time. Like, that's the other thing. It's not like he was looking at more jail time. Right. He had already been through the ringer of... This is what your punishment is. Five years probation. He's engaged. He's got this beautiful baby girl that he is. If you, when you look up pictures of them together, I mean, we'll post some too, but he's, he clearly loved that little girl. And, you know, not to say, we know, uh, we know with mental health issues though, that not to say that he couldn't have committed suicide, but it just seems like that was a really convenient end for the police to say too. Like, um, oh, given, yeah. Wow. Everything. Uh, I, I can see why his family is like, wait, a, but wait a second. His hat was in Jeremiah's apartment that was disheveled. The cadaver dogs hit on that burn pit. Exactly. And now, did they ever find that hat again? Like when they went back? Uh, the hat, I don't know. Oh, oh well, Kelsey so had chilling. it. Sorry. Oh, she took sorry. it. Yeah, because oh, she okay. took it to the police station. That's right. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. So sorry, I'm just hat. in so much shock with everything. I'm like, but again, that's her word against uh, against his. Right. Because she took it to the police station. Yeah. So it just it's Gosh, just I terribly hope, I sad. I hope that they find answers. I know. And clarity. And, you know, all those rumors. It's going to take some. It's going to take somebody to come forward that was actually there and could actually substantiate what's going on. Yes. You know. Some someone knows something. Yep. Exactly. If this wasn't a suicide. If it wasn't a yep. suicide. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So there's that. And I picked a a uh, lovely brain bath for you to to help cleanse your soul after all that. I you know, need rest it. Rest in peace, Tanner. So sorry that for your family. Moving moving on to our brain bath as we wrap this up today. I picked this specifically for you. It's going to tug at your heartstrings. It's not like a a ridiculously funny. It's more of like one of those, this is going to restore your faith in humanity, feel good, touchy-feely. I I love these. It's a touchy, let me touch and feel you. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. So the headline is, this is from the, 
I found it in a lot of different newscast places, but this is specifically the dunyanews.tv. Hmm. Catchy. Yes. I like it. Dunya News. Reporter wears grape costume to defend boy suspended for wearing banana suit. I love what I hear already. This is October 17th, 2021. So this recently happened. A Washington, D.C. reporter, Pat Collins, doned a grape suit and went out to get the story of a 14-year-old autistic boy. Oh, He was covering the story about a 14-year-old boy who was handcuffed by police and suspended for running down the sidelines of a high school football game at halftime wearing a banana costume. School officials accused him of being disruptive and disrespectful, Collins said. While reporting, Collins shared his views. Frankly, I don't see what all the fuss is about. This whole time, he's wearing the grape costume that he is while he's reporting. I love this. Collins asked the student, why a banana? Why not a grape? Because that's what he was wearing. His response was, I wanted to make people happy. So he thought a banana was going to make people happy. It would have made me happy. And you guys, there is a YouTube of this entire segment. And this guy makes it so dramatic. It is the best. The costume that you have shown me with the the leaves like around his head it is amazing. Yes, he's wearing a full-on grape costume. And, has the leaves elegantly. It's almost like a founding father. I was it, look, look at, at that, that rollback. I was actually when you said giant grape, I was picturing a single grape, but he's actually a cluster. He is a grape cluster. He is. He's a cl- yes, a full not cluster. Just one grape. Yep. And oh, this is it's wonderful. It's really cool. I will I do want to post this you for should. you guys. This article or this um, segment is so cool. I just love that it's like supporting him and you know yes. giving him a little moment he's to like, shine. Did you ever think that it would come to this? And he's like, no, never. Yeah. Like, no, he just ran. Down. He wasn't even on the football field. They show they show it in this segment. No, he's on the side. He's on the sidelines. He wasn't disrupting anything. He was not involved in the game. He didn't make the game stop. How overreactive. Seriously, that's pro- it was ridiculous. probably a big moment for him, too. He yes. probably was. It was probably epic. So he got suspended, suspended from school for doing this. Oh, wow. And they know that he's autistic. He looks like the sweetest kid ever. He does. I love him. I, I would have gra- sported a grape uh, costume in support as well. Absolutely. I love this, this I reporter. I know other, um, another child that's on the spectrum who didn't understand why he could not wear uh, full costumes to school. Like, the school said no. Yeah. And was, like, he wanted to wear superhero costumes. Right. And they're like, no, sorry. And I was with him, like, what's the problem? What's the big damn deal? But... Wow, that's so cute. So there's that just a little heartwarming story. That reporter came, not only came to his defense, but while he was interviewing him... Doned a grape costume I, the, in support. I kind of want this costume just for myself. And then he made big segment that was so dramatic. It like gave it's, him his his time. Yes. His new, he got his his air time, you know. And you can see the mom like kind of laughing a little bit when she's like, he's not in school today, is he? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no. <laughs> no, this is so cute. It's definitely post-worthy. It is. It is. So look for that. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening to us so much. We hope you keep it curious. 
We hope you keep coming back. We'll have another juicy tidbit for you on Sunday. We will. We send, will. Send us your case suggestions. We're getting through them. We promise. I think we have enough to get us through the next year. We don't ever have to oh, yeah. find our own cases. We love it. Thank you. It's what we're asking for. If you have a brain bath or even your own funny personal story. Oh, please send, <laughs> send them. Send that too. Crimecurious at yahoo.com or any of our socials. And until next time, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.